everybody. Welcome again to the Covenant Eyes podcast. Karen Potter here reporting live from the NRB. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so official saying that, Brandon. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm joined, of course, by Brandon Clark. Hey, what's going on, Brandon? Uh, we're just having another wonderful conversation here at NRB. We've had a lot of great conversations, met a lot of people, and really... Here's what I've come to find is that we're all kind of in our own channels, but we're all connected in yes. a similar way. And so as we meet these people and talk with them and the different things that they're doing, it's amazing to see how much we align with their missions and how we can all walk together doing good in our various areas, but ultimately serving God. Absolutely. Yeah. And this has been just a a wonderful experience for me personally, getting to meet people that I may have never met, like today's guest, David Johnston. You have an amazing book that I was privileged enough to go through briefly. I didn't get through the entire book, but The Virtuous Woman, Your Guide to True Feminism. This is a great book and I can't wait to dive into it. So can you give our listeners just a little bit of a preview of who you are and uh, you know, a little bit about your background. <laughs> oh, you haven't got enough time. Oh, it's okay. Take as much time as you'd like. <laughs> uh, I was raised in a pastor's home, but I didn't become a Christian until I was 18. But I really got saved. I mean, I really got it. I got the real thing. You know what I'm saying? And um, then I worked on the streets. My dad was a director of Teen Challenge. Great. And so I worked the streets as the outreach person. And I did that for about four years. And then uh, I went to college, seminary, and as soon as I got out of there, I back to the streets. And I built an open-air stage, and we, I had 24 people that traveled with me full-time, and we went to beaches, parks, army camps, tourist areas, anywhere the people already were, open up, turn the generator on, the sound system on, preach, get all their calls, did the whole thing. Oh, my gosh. And wow. then I got, I got promoted out of where I should have been. And I became the national director for a youth, uh, for an organization, 1,200 churches, published a, a weekly, ma- a monthly magazine, started putting teaching notes in the middle for 10,000 kids that studied it at their youth groups. Great. I did that for five years. Then, I can't remember after that. <laughs> I think that's when I moved to the United States of America. Oh. That's there's a, there's great a great part. bumper sticker down here. It says, I wasn't born in the South, but I got here as fast as I could. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. I want to get down here, too. And then I went to the Soviet Union. I spent three years oh, wow. there. And I came back and started pastoring a church, which I've been doing for 32 years now. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's they don't great. call me the pastor. They call me the pester. <laughs> <laughs> And you have a great sense of humor. I love it. And so tell us, like, what led you to write the book? Uh, this is an interesting topic, and it's something that, um, you know, doesn't get talked about frequently. I mean, it's not something that I don't think gets talked about enough, to be honest. But what led you to, to creating this book? Well, of course, uh, God made the man first. Then he made the woman. Yeah. So the idea is she's the new improved version. Smart <laughs> <laughs> man. And then he and then the scripture says that God blessed her. Imagine that. So women are really important to God. They're created by God. That's a good start. And then they're blessed by God. And all the shocking things. Cause what do you like God unto? Job says, Who, who's likened unto him? And then comes along in the book of Ezekiel and God says I am likened unto a mother mourning for her child. God, 
likens himself to a woman. Can mm. you imagine that, that mourns for her children? And that's what's going on right now. So here's womanhood. And for centuries, she became a beast of burden. She wasn't respected, esteemed, held properly by anybody, used and abused. Then along came a woman, gave birth to the Son of God and God the Son. And Mary took womanhood from the, where she had been and put her on a pedestal. And then for centuries, woman has been the subject of the poet's pen and the artist's brush. They've tried to capture her with paint and pigment on canvas and see her smile and the character of her countenance. Unfortunately, that has not lasted. And now men are back to... Excuse me. Destroying, destroying women, tearing them down, using and abusing them from one after the other. And now we're in a predicament. And the destruction for womanhood right now is so bad, but I think it's going to turn around, and I'll tell you why. When you start messing with a woman's children... <laughs> Mama bear. Yes. Mama bear, yes. you got it. Mama bear. <laughs> Mama bear's coming out. She's going to be in the Senate. She's going to be on the floor. She's going to be in the, in the school uh, board meetings. And she's going to raise Cain. What's important, though, that if she does this, and I hope and think she will, that she does it from a right perspective. And cause, because evil cannot put out evil. Evil can only be overcome by good. So the virtuous woman is such a phenomenal woman, woman as truly designed by God, who will be very capable of carrying on the warfare and changing this culture. So the book is about womanhood. Now, I have to tell you how much I appreciate what you all do. Covenant eyes. I assume it comes from Job chapter 31. Yes, it sure does. does. Yes. All right. All right. He made a covenant with his eyes not to look. And, 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 that, and so what you're doing is really important. Because when it comes to this whole pornography thing, which is, which is damnable to women, okay, using and abusing, the uh, scriptural direction is really important. And your theme, covenant eyes... For example, in the New Testament, 2 Timothy 2.22, says flee youthful lust. You don't fight it. If you fight lust, you'll be thinking about it. And if you're thinking about it, it will control you. That's why Leviticus is really important because it says nothing which they have imagined to do. Excuse me, Genesis chapter 6, 11, verse 6. Nothing which they have imagined to do shall be restrained from them. The power of imagination is greater than the power of will. And men get captured in their imagination and they can't stop because of the power of imagination. So, having said that, we have to understand that evil thoughts, fornication, come out of the hearts of men. So we got to start with the heart. But just to play back for a moment, if it's okay with you, what's that got to do with the virtuous woman? And here's the answer. Here's a shock. This is a shock. Because when you read the 28 
characteristics of a virtuous woman, one of them is amazing. She has strength in her loins. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I read that. I'd love to she's expand on that. Got yes. str- she's got sexual power. <laughs> and in fact, her husband does faith, uh, trusts in her. I mean, this woman's got it all. You don't need to go looking somewhere else for it. She can keep you. In fact, isn't that what the scripture says? To avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife and let every woman have her own husband. So there is to be kept in marriage a, 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 a powerful capability of satisfying sexual, legitimate sexual desires. Now, marriage was never designed to satisfy perversion. So, like you folks are doing, and congratulations for what you're doing, because you're helping people recover from that. The book ends with how to become a virtuous woman. And the answer to that is the same as all of us should be in our discipling of, our, of ourselves. Number one, you've got to get reborn. A reborn means a change of management. The government's now on his shoulders. I'm not the boss. He's the boss, right? And when Jesus comes into a person's life properly as the Lord and the Master, now, when he comes in properly, there's a dethronement of self and the ego and the enthronement of Christ. Mm-hmm. So you got the good start and old things pass away and everything becomes due. However, there are lots of people get that far, but don't go further. And there's where the problem is. So the next step after being reborn is to rethink. Got to think God's way about every subject that touches your life. Got to think right about women. Got to think right about men. Got to think right about friends. Got to think right about sex. Got to learn to think right about marriage. Got to think God's way. And what's really important now, if you've done the first part right, where he is Lord, then here's what must follow. It must follow that if he is my Lord, I cease to have an opinion on any matter in which he has already spoken in his word. So (laughs) thinking like God's not an option. Yeah. Right? Third step, refocus emotions. Emotions were never designed to be a guidance system. So what we've got to do is learn the seven principles that are taught in Scripture on how to turn our feelings around going the same direction as God's thoughts. Now, it's mighty tough Christian living when God says, go lift, and you're going that way. And we've got to go God's way anyway, kicking and screaming, but we still got to do it. But how much easier if we can get our feelings turned around going the same direction so God not only says, go this way, but I feel like it. And my emotions now become the empowerment of godly thoughts. Mm, so good. So now we're getting someplace. A godly, whether to how to become a virtuous woman, same we want to become a virtuous man, get reborn, learn to think God's way about every subject, get your feelings going the same direction as God's thoughts, and now you have the capability of replanning your life. Goals, spiritual goals, educational goals, mental goals, uh, social goals, domestic goals, financial goals, anything. Because now you're planning based on 
a together person. Yeah, I, I just want to step in here quick. This is a beautiful conversation. One of the things that you talked about in your book was just almost, I wouldn't say a complete absence, but, you know, there's just not a lot of virtuous women in the world right now when we look around at our culture. So, yeah, that's the point uh, that I wanted to mention was when you talked about scarcity, you talked about how it actually enhances value. So can you can you just touch on that point? Because I thought it was a really profound thought. That's a commodity principle. The less available something is, the more expensive it is. Right. Right. And that's why the proverb opens up with, who, who can find a virtuous woman? Who can find her? <laughs> she is more valuable than rubies. Mm. Have you priced rubies lately? No, they I have not. They are ten times the cost of diamonds. Wow. wow. That's great. And they're scarce. <laughs> yes. So back to your point. The value. So so, so, so there's some good news with this, um, Brandon, is that, that a woman can increase her value by becoming virtuous. Mm. Whoa. Wow. You're reborn. Think right. Put your feelings right. Replan your life. The last one is reproduce. Now you can teach somebody else how to get born, how to get their head right, how to get their heart right, head right, heart right, head right, feelings right, life right, and now help others get right too. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, I I was kind of going through the book and there were a couple of things that stuck out, uh, really stood out to me. I'm sorry. There should have been a whole bunch. There was a lot. No, no, no. One of the things that really (laughs) stuck with me though is um, it talks about the, you know, the virtuous woman, she does her husband good, Mm. you know, and what made me really kind of think and pause for a moment is that I spent a lot of time working in an office setting with a lot of women over the years. And the one thing that drove me nuts is that all of them complained constantly about their husband. They talked about how terrible he was. He didn't clean the house. He didn't do the dishes. And I just remember being the only one talking positive about my husband and bringing honor to him in the words that came out of my mouth. And and I just think how many people are doing their husbands harm by that, that behavior. And so anyways, I just love that part about she does him good. You also mentioned that she's a worker. She's resourceful. She has grace and style, spiritually and physically strong. Wrong. Those are those are some characteristics that we don't get. I don't think we hear enough about. We don't hear the word grace anymore. You used to in the 1930s and 40s. There were actresses who embodied grace, you know, and we don't even hear that word anymore. People aren't even. I, it's just amazing to me. So I, I just thought those were some really good points in the book there. Um, she, the heart of her husband trusts her. That was beautiful. That is so beautiful. Awesome. Yes. So and, good. And you know what's followed up by? He has no need to spoil because of that. What no. does that mean? Yes. He's completely satisfied at home. We don't have to go looking for anything no, else. Yeah. No, she right. fulfills him. Yes. You know? Beautiful, beautiful. I really liked, this made me think of my own wife, where it talked about how the virtuous woman is an innovator. And the quote in here just made me laugh. It said, she makes things happen. Unfortunately, this makes some people feel insecure, even usurped. And, and I've gone through this, like, this period in my, in my marriage, and I've worked through it. But, um, and then it says, sorry, Mr. or Mrs. Insecurity, you should feel blessed and honored to know her. <laughs> and I told my wife that, and I just gave her a big, big hug, and I said, you know, this is something that I have struggled with, but I see the great value in how you are able to, no matter what situation, be able to find good in someone, 
and create a solution if there's a problem. And I think you talk about that. You talk about how women go on to the reproducing side, right? They go on to become influencers and motivators and advocates to other women, which is really important if we're going to take the culture back. And it, sh- it should not be a competition between man and woman. No. They're team players. Yes. You know? Now, if a man has any biblical sense, which is questionable <laughs> these days, <laughs> you know, God said... Not good for a man to be alone. <laughs> you aren't bright enough by yourself, Mister. There you go. There you go. <laughs> oh my goodness! It takes two. It does. Yes. The wholeness. It does, and I think I don't know if it was you or it was somebody we were talking to here, but they were talking about even when they came out of the ark, they came out two by two, right? <laughs> the way that we are designed. There was a study that you know. Nature just has a way of connecting two together, you know. I mean, animals find a partner. It's just, it's the way that God designed us. So it is right and it is good. Um, So as our our listeners, you know, they they can't physically see the book that we're talking about here. But if they are interested in getting a copy of this book, maybe sharing it uh, in their women's groups or maybe passing it on to their daughters, where can they get their hands on this book? It's available, of course, on our website, which is nothingbutthetruth.org. Excellent. Nothingbutthetruth.org. We will make sure. Or you can get it on Amazon. Okay. It's available on Kindle, too, I think. And you can get a, I think, uh, if it's not there yet, it will be available on audio, audible.com. Okay. Um, yeah, kind of, availability is kind of an important thing. Thank you for bringing it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll Absolutely. make sure and, to post those links in the show notes as well. Oh, terrific. Now, as we come to a close, I feel qualified to ask this question as a man. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Let's talk about the call for men to be virtuous and to encourage that feminine genius, that true femininity in the women in their lives. There's no doubt about it that the predicament womanhood is in right now is because of the failure of men. We need men who are sound from center to circumference. Men who cannot be bought, neither by cheap tritzel or gold or anything else. They're not for sale. Men are not for sale. Men who understand what to do in the culture. And so what is that? They need to understand that a whore is a deep ditch. They need to know 2 Timothy chapter 2.22, flee youthful lust. And what I do is I try to get all young men to memorize chapter 5, 6, 7, and 9 of the book of Proverbs. Those, th- those four chapters equip a man to absolutely conquer sensuality. Because the Word of God in us becomes the power through us. Huh? The only way to be more spiritual is to be more scriptural. If we're not going by the Word, we're not going. And so, so men must become, and, 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 to, and to your uh, uh, acute observation, Brandon, they must become men of God, not for sale. By any price, by any devil, by any temptation, just men of God. Hmm. For they, here's the scripture, they that do know their God shall be strong and shall do exploits. So the book ends, by the way, with not just how to become a a woman, a virtuous woman, 
but it, because, because it, it's here. If, if you lose money, you've lost nothing. If you lose your health, you've lost something. If you lose your character, you've lost everything. Mm. So the book ends with teaching how to develop character. And those same 49 or 50 character qualities that are defined there in the end of the book should become the agenda for husband. And why? Because he's supposed to be the head of the wife. Yes. And that head is where the brains are supposed to be. (laughs) So men, listen up and get spiritual yourself and help your wife be a virtuous woman. That's really a great place to end. David, thanks so much for being on with us to our listeners again the link will be in the show notes it's nothingbutthetruth.org I really encourage you to check this out there's a lot of just beautiful knowledge and wisdom and reflection in this book as you continue through each page so I I just yeah I can't say enough about that and thank you and bless you for what you're doing you're you're crucial you're critical to this generation good for you To all of our listeners out there, thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of the Covenant Eyes podcast. We'll talk to you soon. God bless.